Flawedcast, episode number 57. We have a long road ahead. Do not pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. Bruce Lee. Flawedcast. Flawedcast. Get in the arena. What's up, Will? Will, Will? Good morning, Jason. And Here's what up, fellas? I just love how he, he just brings his own theme music. I and, like and it, the, dude. If, yeah. You know, if I wasn't so lazy, I would probably bring my own. Oh, but uh, well, good. I don't. Nothing but time, fellas. Nothing but time. We want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in. As we are recording this, our latest episode about the Great Reset has gotten a lot of views, a lot of listens. However, no comments. So that is a phenomenon that has not happened. No, no. This is two, two, week, weeks, two weeks in a row. The no comments. Them. So they that's like telling us. us something. They really, really like us. We're not, but. <laughs> Our governor may be shutting it down. Oh, Mr. DeWiner. Yeah. Mr. As we call him, Mister. I'll be watching you, Dwayne. Come into mm. a restaurant. By the way, more and more of his little recruits are out there. So mind your p's and q's. Yeah, he won't be the one showing up. It's going to be his little uh, minions. 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 Yeah. The yeah. dominions. Get it? Dominion. Dominions. Dwayne. I, I get minions. it. Yes. But don't jank. Yeah. Like not, dominion. The voting pretty, machine. Dominion. The fraudulent you're, you're not Venezuelan. Face, See how this all goes together? Well. Now that. It's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's even far-fetched for me. Reckless speculation. <laughs> they do that on the sports show I listen to. Well, anyway, I'm happy to live in my conspiracy theory land. land. Although I did see a meme that was funny where it showed Thanksgiving 2020 and it had this guy like in a deep diver suit. It said normal person. It said conspiracy theorists. A bunch There's of people. family around the... There's a, yeah, yeah. a family yeah. in the bird. My brother, he posted that on his Facebook page. Yeah, holy <laughs> smokes. All the people that got just their... Knickers all up in a twitch, but it is great to see all this. Like, uh, it warms the bowels of my darkened heart. It's not just the um conspiracy theory one you just said with the you know the suit compared to everyone sitting around, but it's a whole bunch of things right now. Yeah. What is normal, the new normal, right? And I love how they remember how mad I got about new normal when it first came out. I yeah. went off about it. The new normal is completely what everyone would be against and hate 18 months ago, right? Yeah. Like, no way, no possible way. You're a freak. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're a whatever, loser, whatever. And that's how everyone's living now. Yeah, now if you don't roll into the grocery store with your Deadpool mask covering your face, they think something's wrong with you. Or you're sitting at Thanksgiving dinner and someone says, those people. Yeah, those people. <laughs> I respond to them this way, I say. Sorry, sir. You sounded like someone else. Yeah, it's it's really absolutely insane. The whole I, I world mean, done gone crazy. It's, uh, it's, it's like it's like the whole world's cut their tallywhackers off and throw them out the window. I, I, I try and think like, what if Wyatt Earp was alive today? And just like walking him, like trying to reason and and work through all the madness of like I just the, the look on his face. He had that like, sad the cowboy look. Wyatt Earp movie with Kevin Costner. Yeah, I love when he comes back and he walks in the bar and everyone's fighting and everything. And he takes shock and he's like. Kush! Shoots, goes, the name's Herb. It stops now. We need, we need that more really bad. A little bit of that. My name's Trump. It stops Stop. now. Oh, it's stopping. Four more, this. please. Hey, guys, it's how many days past the election? Bill, I know you got a counter. What is it? Yeah, my, la my last count was 53. Yeah. And we're still in this, baby. Hanging by a thread, but we're still in this. What I'm feeling is there is a strategy that was put together way before right now oh, yeah. by Donald Trump. And that strategy is playing out. This is why you see and hear very little from the president right now. Jason, you, you can attest to this probably better than Bill and I because you are a businessman. That's your mindset. That's the genius of St. Trump, as Bill would call him, he saw, like, like on a football field, you have to see so many plays ahead. 
I guarantee you all this stuff that we've been talking about, Trump and his team of geniuses around him. Real male genius. His geniuses around him had to have seen this a long time ago. Well, and you, you speak to this because you know this. This is what you're Well, no, not just that. I mean, Bill saw this coming, right? Anyone who pays attention, who really pays attention and watches, they, it's not as if this was hidden yeah. <laughs> anywhere. It's, um, they it, literally, it, it's hidden in plain they sight. They literally yeah. told you exactly what well, they were going to do. The difference is what makes Trump genius is he wasn't going, no way. There's no way. Well, and and they put the plan together. I mean, how long have the Clintons yeah. been doing it? Right. right there, like right on front of everyone. Like, come on, the Clinton Foundation, really? Like, no one questions that. They give like less than 1% of all their money they make away. Everything else goes to them. Are you kidding me? Yeah, what happened to all those tens of thousands of little children from Haiti? But what's crazy, like, no one questions it. I, I don't understand. And if you do question it, like John likes to say, you might shoot yourself in the back of the head twice in the creek in the woods. No, I, hey, I'm grateful that St. Trump is, is where he is for a time such as this. That, I'll tell you this. They ain't can see nothing and he ain't going nowhere oh, he's 100 no he's dug in yeah, he's and, and in. the choice now i guess you would need to make is what team are you going to volunteer for it's I'm, coming there <laughs> i have these conversations hide your wife hide your kids and people bring this up to me i think some people are starting to wake up They're starting and, to smell what the rock's been cooking i guess and i'm just saying this the time's kind of trickling oh, the, the sand's coming through the hourglass and yeah. you know to quote steve miller band time keeps on slipping slipping time slipping into the future so so that being said, I, on a side note, because I know we got to get into this, but we have a group text here and we share these videos. And the last couple of videos we've been sharing are people who are using their constitutional rights to stand up mm. for their businesses, yep. for their families, for their houses. And this is something that since the inception of Flawcast that we've been saying is like, you need to know your rights. You yeah. need to understand your constitutional rights. There's a rights. lot of Wyatt Earp standing in that lake saying, no more, no. Exactly. It just made me really, really happy because there are people and listen if you have not read the constitution while it's not banned you really should and also to that point too finally and i know it wasn't unanimous it was a five to four vote but finally sanity prevailed in at least temporarily in new york where the supreme court basically told cuomo to yeah you can't do this to religious i know that it's not an overwhelming victory but you know we'll take what we can get something in the right direction right no and i applaud i don't know what's up with chief justice roberts but i would say this they can make all the rulings they want but if the pastors are going to be cowards, oh. which they are, most of them, and they're not no, going to. I just passed a church and had a sign out front that said, stay at home, pray at home. I'm like, what's with this stay at home? Well, get on the train. I'm just saying this, and I know how this is because I get these comments. I will continue to call out these wolves in sheep's clothing because as a shepherd, you need to be a leader and guide and protect your sheep. If you are acquiescing to Luciferian improper illegal edicts, you are not doing that. And you, you can call me if you want, that's fine. That's the truth. You know, in the one video you sent um, where they were the business owners got together, they started chanting. They've how they finally got the sheriffs and the health inspectors out of their oh, William, business. Yeah was by chanting. And the one chant that they said that, I've heard it a million times, but it just rung home for me, is we will not comply. We will not comply. Because, and they kept we saying, show me the law. It. Show me the law. Yeah. Because the sheriff actually said it's the law. He goes, no, it's not. It's right. not the law. That's exactly and it. Then, and then he said, you don't have a right to be here. He goes, I have a right to be here. No, you don't, because you're a sheriff. You don't have the right to come onto my property without a warrant. You don't. Yes. We have laws that protect Apparently, us, folks. they didn't watch Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego's children, because they don't understand well, that first you have to have the 
Bill Warrens. That's exactly it. But it's so. And if you give in, by the way, it's kind of like the vampire thing. Mm-hmm. If you say yeah. okay and you yeah. surrender, Lost you surrender your right. rights. Don't surrender your rights. And that's what these people did. They refuse to surrender their rights. Well, my hat's off to those patriots. And Absolutely. I, I encourage people, whether you're a clergy, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a private citizen, to continue that in the American tradition of knowing and using your protected rights. And as we will do always and continue to do always, the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> right hand. Right hand. Left heart. Left heart. Yes. And I, I pledge, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please make sure you share. We are currently everywhere that you can listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify. We are on YouTube. Make sure you hit the bell when you subscribe. Flawedcast, CLE, Flawedcast, Flawed Inc. Um, we are currently on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor, Gab, going really strong on Parlor and Gab. Thanks to everyone out there that's finding us. Please continue to share this. We are so thankful. And with that being said, Lord God. Lord God. You know, it makes me sad because I just feel like they're already changing the Pledge of Allegiance. They're taking God out of it. They're trying to change our Constitution. They're trying to change our country. And I feel like we're breaking a law almost by saying the Pledge of Allegiance. We all uh, in face of the globalist tyranny, gladly. And I will also say this: that I just watched Pearl Harbor, and when they're doing that Doolittle's raid, they're like, "What would you do if you ran out of gas?" If you ran out of gas, and he said, "I am an old man. This is yeah. not what you should do. This is what I would do. I would steer my plane into the biggest military target I can and kill them all." And and we've lost that that essence of Americana, yeah. where it's like you know the whole idea, like come take them, or you you'll may take my life, you. but you'll never take my liberty. And I just think that those sentiments from long ago. I feel like our forefathers Absolutely. are calling out to us from beyond. I just had this conversation with my father yesterday. That's what it is. The yeah. only way we win this fight is if we're willing to put the greater good ahead right. of our own. And uh, No, I agree. And I think, let's just start to get into this. And I'm going to read one scripture, and then we're going to get into the articles. Uh, and this scripture came to me this week when I was praying and thinking. Jeremiah 12, 5, this is from the New International Version. It says, if you have raced with men on foot, and they have worn you out, how will you compare with horses. And if you stumble in safe country, how will you manage in the thickets by the Jordan? And, and here That's this deep, deep right? Well, and this is how it says in the Amplified. If you have raced with men on foot and they have tired you out, how can you compete with horses? And if you fall down in a land of peace where you feel secure, how then will you do among the lions and the flooded thickets by the Jordan? And the idea of if you have run with men, and you are weary just in that. How do you think you will be able to contend with a horse? And in that regard, you can say something that is more superior, that has more endurance. You know, that Bruce Lee quote, do not pray for an easy life, pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. That's where we're at. And I'm seeing a lot of people who are so-called patriots just literally crapping out and giving out. And people who are Christians giving out. And one of our senators, Rob Portman, I'm absolutely ashamed of this guy. I'm ashamed I voted for this guy because this week he's asking Trump to concede and to go and, and welcome Biden. And to him, I hope he likes jazz music because I got a note I can play for him all day long. Exactly. 
But where we're at right now, if you're listening to this, this calls for patient endurance of the Saints. This calls for us Patriots to harness yeah. that grit, to dig down deep, and to say, you may take my life, but you will never take my freedom, to yeah. quote Braveheart, which I we know. do a lot. And I know how that sounds. Like, in even some of the conversations over the holiday, just talking to different people, I understand that to say it, I would trade my very life, my very being for the sake of preserving such a wonderful experiment in government, in civility. It's such an obtuse foreign thought to most people. And, and we've been blessed to live in a country of very easy living. It's not by accident, folks. No, not at all. Well, like we like to say, freedom isn't free. Yeah, it fought and paid for by the blood of our <clears throat> patrons. No, I understand, but... Money! Money! Don't for the city! Sound off! The easier and easier it gets. Uh, what I mean by that is there have been things put in place by certain people to make us more, we say easy, I think dependent, make us more and more dependent upon our government. And in turn, who wants to give that away? You know, and that's what they do. And that's exactly what they freaking do. Go all the way back in time. That's what they do. That's what all the kings did. That's what all the lords did. They make you dependent upon them so that they can completely control you. The main reason history is so important is because it is nothing but secular, does nothing but repeat itself. If we don't stand up, if we don't fight not only against this absolute horrendous tyranny of theft of this election. If this goes, don't even bother voting anymore because what that basically says is whomever yeah. they want to be in place, they will put in place no matter. Listen, do you, does anybody believe that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama? Does uh, any sane that I person have conversations with on social media? Yes, but aside from that, no. so, so people living in reality. Yes, yeah, pe people who live in the real well, world. There's people who believe it, but they can't prove it. All I can say is that's what the media says, so that must right. be true. They're the same ones that are saying, "Get over it, give up now. It's right. time to concede. It's time to lay down your arms. It's time to give up your country." Well, the other thing is, is that if we allow this to go the way you know, I, I've had a lot of people ask me what I think, and I think this. I think they're going to continue to clamp down on this medical tyranny. They're going to continue to basically suffocate any small business, any business that isn't from the nationwide company store. And what they're going to do then at that point, they're going to make such a desperate economical situation. At that point, that's when they're going to start coming for the Second Amendment. That's when they're going to start ratcheting up all this stuff that the First Amendment. So this is something that's been played out and sought out through history. And it's very subtle. It's very slow. But I'm just telling you, if we allow this injustice and travesty, and this isn't sour grapes like we lost, if we lost a fair election, I'd say, okay, hey, listen, we lost and, we got and our, be we a got man our, about we it. We got our butts handed to us. Exactly. This is, this is but what this isn't you what... could call the tipping point. If we allow this to happen and play out, as you said, Bill, oh, this is the tipping point. And once something tips over that tipping point, it's as you would say, I can't put the shit back on the horse. You know, a tipping point means that it goes viral, if you will. It's just everywhere. It, there's no Well, you've gone over that proverbial it. waterfall that we talk about and you can't. And businesses, businesses try to figure out how to get to that tipping point for their businesses all the time, right? You know, like it's when a trend comes in, right? Trends come in and where did that trend start of like going back to a shoe that hasn't been worn in 40 years, right? And all of a sudden everyone's wearing those shoes again. Well, how did that happen? Somewhere, somehow it hit a tipping point. Uh, there's a book out there called The Tipping Point, by the way. It's very good. But that's kind of where we're at. We're at the tipping speaking point. of books, there's another book that I'm waiting for. Is yeah. there any updates on the book front, Sir William? I'm waiting to hear back from the globalist conglomerate Amazon, which have bought every single self-publishing. A big box store is standing in the way of you, yeah, an author, you know, living out your... I know. Hard it, to believe that would happen. It creases me. Folks, the mom and pops are suffering. We need to support your local business. Yeah, and they are the backbone of America. They are. Indeed. Yeah. Think about it. That's why they're targeting them so hard. I right, want, well, that just 
changes where we're going to breakfast this morning. I concur with that, actually. Nonetheless, I want Johnny to read this next article because I actually found this and I thought, oh my God, this is perfect you thought, you for John. I'm a Star Wars and dork. What we're going to do is we're going to give you this and we're going to give you some things that are legitimately happening and we're just going to try to lay this out like we do. Like, hello, folks. This is where we're at. We're not making this up. This isn't conjecture. This isn't hubris. This isn't just me going on a tangent. So, Johnson. I, want, I almost feel like I can. Jason, can you do the headline? You do a very Darth Vader. Do the, the Darth Vader, the Death Star. The Death Star strategy. Is Trump contemplating the ultimate constitutional trick shot? The press conference by President Trump's legal team left many breathless as Trump counsel Rudy Giuliani alleged a global communist conspiracy to steal the 2020 election. While making passing references to credible election challenges over provisional ballots or curing rules, he repeatedly repeated to the allegation of a purported massive conspiracy directed by Democrats to change and inject votes into state tallies. It was a strange narrative that seemed to move away from the provable to the unbelievable. The question is, why? One possibility to raise sweeping allegations with insufficient time to resolve them in order to force an electoral college fight. Okay. The idea would be to give license to Republican-controlled legislatures to intervene with their own set of electors or block the submission of any other set of electors. Concern over such a strategy was magnified when Trump, St. Trump, called key Republican leaders from Michigan's legislature to the White House on Friday. Call it the Death Star strategy. In Star Wars, a struggling rebellion was in full retreat on every front against an overwhelming force in the Empire. The rebels were left with just one strategy and literally just one shot. Luke Skywalker had to skim the surface of the Death Star along a trench and fire a round into a small thermal exhaust port to travel down an air shaft and cause an explosion in the core reactor, which is not an impossible shot because he shot womp rats on his hometown Tatooine, so it's doable. Then, poof, no more Death Star. However, if this is a Trump's team plan, it will make Luke Skywalker's shot look like a beanbag toss. The Electoral Trench. The trench, in this instance, is found in the state election systems leading into the electoral equivalent of the exhaust port in the Constitution's Electoral College. It is the Electoral College where the actual election of an American president occurs. Each state certifies votes to the Electoral College, a figure that adds up to the number of member of states have in the two houses of Congress, or 535. In addition, for Electoral College purposes, the District of Columbia is given three electors, for a total of 538. Thus, a candidate must have at least 270 electoral votes to become president. To reach that exhaust port, Trump's legal team, the equivalent of X-Wing fighters from Star Wars, must get all the way down the electoral trench, if you will, by creating challenges to multiple state certifications and deny Joe Biden the 270 threshold or claim those votes for Mr. Trump, St. Trump, if you will. The Trump team has focused on states such as Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. If the litigation can create serious doubts over the authentication or tabulation of ballots, the Trump campaign could force fights on the floor of these state legislatures. However, after meeting with the president on Friday, the Michigan legislative leaders dealt that potential strategy a serious blow by saying they are unaware of anything that would change their state certification for Biden, the electoral shaft strategy. Once litigation introduces doubt as to the validity of the vote, the matter travels down the electoral version of the Death Star's air shaft to individual state legislatures. This is when things move into some uncertain constitutional physics. Article 2 of the Constitution states, 
that electors are appointed in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct. All but a couple states have directed that all of their electoral votes will go to the candidate with a greater number of statewide votes. The question is, what happens if legislators decide they cannot say with confidence who won the greater number of votes? Such controversies have arisen before, as in 2004, when Democrats objected to counting Ohio's electoral votes due to voting irregularities. Where have we heard that lately? The greatest controversy occurred in the year 1876 after a close, heated election between Republican-led Rutherford Hayes and Democratic candidate Samuel Tilden. Like Biden, Tilden won the popular vote and more electoral votes, 184 to Hayes, 165. The problem, however, was that rampant fraud was alleged in Florida, Louisiana, and South Carolina. For example, South Carolina reported 101 percentage of voters voting. Where does that also sound familiar? The controversy led to rival sets of electors being sent to Congress. A long fight led to the improbable election of Hayes as president. For Trump to pull off a similar maneuver, he would need the cooperation of Republican state legislatures. He also would face collateral litigation over who should certify electors, a state's governor or its legislature. In Bush v. Gore, the year 2000, the Supreme Court ordered an effective halt to further litigation, but that was just one state. It is possible that such multi-state litigation could push the challenges beyond the end of the safe harbor period for certification on December 8th or beyond December 23rd when those votes are supposed to be submitted to Congress. Indeed, it could force a fight on January 6th when Congress gathers in joint session to count the votes. Now we have the electoral reactor. Only then would the action make it into the core reactor, if you will, the equivalent of our constitutional system, the joint session of Congress. This would trigger a law passed after the Hayes-Tilden election. Unfortunately, the Electoral Counts Act the ECA, if you will, of 1887 is hardly a model of clarity and would become the focus of litigation itself. Under some circumstances, Vice President Pence could issue a ruling in favor of Trump, but one senator and one House member could challenge his ruling. What if there were insufficient votes overall to elect a president? This is where we could see a rare court intervention in the contested election in Congress. The ECA is ambiguous on what it means to have the majority of electors. It does not clearly state whether the majority of electors appointed means the majority of the 530 electors, which would be 270, or simply a majority of those electors accepted or successfully certified, allowing the election with less than 270 electoral votes. There are also untested terms and provisions ranging from the weight given to the decision of the governors and the meaning of what is lawfully certified or whether votes were regularly given. There also is potential under the 12th Amendment for a contingent election. When there is a tie or insufficient votes, in such a case, Trump could win again. In that case, the vote for president is held in the House based on state delegations not individual members. Republicans likely will control a majority of state delegations in the House, despite having fewer seats overall. As well, the Senate, where Pence could be re-elected. Again, that is quite a long shot. A bit more than Luke Skywalker's boast that he could sing it because he used to bullseye womp rats in my T-16 back home. It is enough to make an Ewok weep. All one can say to paraphrase Han Solo's parting words before the heading out for the Death Star is, may the force and the ECA be with you. So, there's a little lengthy, but I think it really describes kind of where we're at and i love the analogy of star wars i think not only is that right up john's alley but it also i think it speaks to a lot of people the gravity of the situation but uh nonetheless i just think it's important for us to realize where we're at talks a lot about the constitutionality of everything and just we need to be really pragmatic and aware of where we're at so there's
here. I want you to kind of just go through them as quickly as you can because we, we need... John took all my time. I relinquished the remainder of my time to Jason. But once again, I want you guys to know this isn't hyperbole. This isn't made up. This is where we're at, folks. So as we're going to give you a real world scenario with Trump, we're going to give you a real world scenario with the absurdness that is going on elsewhere. Left of center, if you will. CNN pundit outrageously claims that Trump will form shadow government and hold counter inauguration. A CNN pundit has made the extraordinary claim that President Donald Trump will form a shadow government and hold his own counter inauguration in January with the help of conservative talk radio host Rush Limbaugh. Without providing any evidence to back up his claims, self-professed presidential historian and CNN pundit Douglas Brinkley made the outrageous comments worthy of any online conspiracy theory message board on cable news during a recent segment. The 59-year-old professor of history at Rice University alleged Trump, whom he dubbed a tin pot dictator, is living in some kind of fantasy zone. And when aiming to create a kind of second shadow government out of Mar-a-Lago with the help of conservative talk radio host Rush Limbaugh, the historian opined that Trump will philosophically and emotionally refuse to believe that he lost, adding that he doesn't think Trump will attend Biden's inauguration and will instead be petulant and pout, and might even hold a counter-inauguration event. Commentators online couldn't help but draw parallels between Brinkley's claims and what many have insinuated about former U.S. President Barack Obama and failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton throughout Trump's presidency. You know what's scary about this? What's scary about this? If this follows the same path that the Biden supporters will just do that, or those folks have gone, that means that this is what they're getting ready to do. Yes. Because that's what Linsky says, right? And that's yes. what they do. They come out and what do they do with the Russian collusion hoax? It's called predictive programming. That's right. Once again, they just laid out exactly what they're going to do. Exactly. Not what Trump's going to do, but what they're going to do. Exactly. That's why it's important to look at what they are saying. Once again, predictive programming, so it's already planted in the back of your head, right? Right. So anyway, go ahead. All right. New York City will have COVID checkpoints at key bridges and crossings. What is it? This is the new 21 bridges? 21 bridges. The sequel. COVID-19. All right. New York City will have COVID checkpoints at key bridges and crossings. Bloomberg. New York City will have vehicle checkpoints at key bridges and crossings and will strictly enforce the travel quarantines. Sheriff Joseph Fuchito said the sheriff's office will conduct spot checks when out-of-state buses drop riders off at the curb. Test and tracing teams will be on the ground to direct individuals to testing sites and provide education on quarantine. Cheeto says. You only quarantine people who are ill. You don't quarantine people who are healthy. So I think this is kind of a predictive programming thing, but it's completely unconstitutional that they're just going to randomly stop people on that state. It's important to know these things. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say the thing that pops in my head is uh, the last time we did something like this, because I know exactly where this is going, is when we took um, Japanese Americans in World War II and put them in safe camps. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, people, this is not okay. That was not okay then. It was not okay what Hitler did. It's not okay to segregate our country for any reason. And that's all this is. PA, or Pennsylvania, bans alcohol sales on Thanksgiving Eve due to COVID-19. So, based on that headline, not only does COVID work faster between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m., it's also more deadly if you drink. Holy shit. Real men of genius. Real men of genius. 
Pennsylvania bans alcohol sales on Thanksgiving Eve due to COVID-19. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania bars and restaurants will be restricted from selling alcohol on what is generally one of the most popular drinking nights of the year. The alcohol sales ban, which will be in place across the state, starts at 5 p.m. on November 25th and will end the next morning. The Thanksgiving Eve bar ban, aimed to prevent people from congregating in large crowds, is one of several new coronavirus mitigation measures announced Monday in Pennsylvania. According to state officials, all sales or dispensing of alcoholic beverages for on-site consumption at businesses in the retail food services industry, including bars, restaurants, and private catered events, must end at 5 p.m. on November 25th. Indoor dining may continue, but takeout is encouraged. All large events and gatherings are now reduced until further notice, the governor's office announced Monday. So, Challenge flag. Well, well, I was just going to say, not only is it just absolute stupidity, but where it says they're prohibiting people gathering, that is a absolute violation of your First Amendment right. 100%. And, and this is what's crazy. Warning! Once again, just like I was saying before I read the whole article, um, you can still go out to eat. You just can't drink when you go out to eat. Like, what the f***? How does that? I mean, same thing, right? Um, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., we'll stop COVID. 95% of people are asleep anyway, but, you know, let's let's limit people out then. I mean, give me a break. I mean, folks, how stupid? How, and how can you not read stuff? How can you not see stuff like this and just be like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I mean, common sense. Common sense. Listen, if you're worried... If you're worried, stay home forever. That's your choice. Period. End of story. Okay? Order your groceries to be delivered. Find a job where you can work from home. 80% of them are that way now. Have your medication delivered. Have your family stand outside your windows and wave to you. Okay? If you want to quarantine yourself, that is your right. This is the United States of America. You should take that right. And if I want to go the hell out and have a drink and meet my friends, that is my right. And I... I have the same right as everyone else. It is not okay to take my rights away to make you feel safe. Okay? Period. End of story. These are my rights. We'll go to the next one. Damn it. That is what you officially call a Santi sound off. (laughs) Multiple grocery stores in New Mexico ordered to close by state amid COVID-19. Give me the duct tape, bro. All right. Holy shit. Hallelujah. Where's the Tylenol? Multiple grocery stores in New Mexico ordered to close by state amid COVID-19. New Mexico, KRQE. The state has temporarily shut down 11 businesses after workers tested positive for coronavirus. Currently, there are 244 establishments on the watch list. Businesses are subject to a possible two-week shutdown if they have four more rapid responses. The 11 businesses, four of which are Albertsons, are now shut down. Uh, By the way, Albertsons, it's a chain of grocery stores local to New Mexico. Um, They're now shut down. They will be closed until December 2nd. According to the current public health order, establishments will have to close for two weeks if they have four or more rapid responses within the last 14 days. The order states that this applies to retail spaces, places of lodging, food and drink establishments, close contact businesses, and other essential businesses. The closure of 11 businesses comes after the state broke its daily record of new COVID-19 infections Wednesday. Along with the 2000 1,897 new cases reported on Wednesday, there were 26 additional COVID-19 deaths. I wonder how many people died of cancer or heart disease that day. Give me a break. Well, I I wonder how many of those people actually... Right. Comorbidity, yeah. On that note, William, you know how I promised I was going to take you to Mabel's one day? Yes. 
They're, they're closing. The number of cases in Bernalillo County jumped from 615 Tuesday to 993 Wednesday. I know these numbers sound big, folks, but they are not. This is a joke. They don't, they, you know, they're not comparing them to how many people are actually in the counties. Sandoval County also saw a jump from 117 to 179. The current total of positive COVID-19 cases reported in a state is 70,451. Now, what's funny is hey, when they talk about tabulating the COVID cases are also tabulating the ballots. Well, well not just <laughs> no, no, not just tabulating. Even even better than that is the people that are saying, dude, Biden won by 10,000 votes. Let's just just call it. Just call it, right? That's a lot. That's a lot. Are saying that, right, the 10,000 is a lot. Now they're saying that 70,000 is like, I don't understand what they're saying. Well, let's just boil this down, okay? So let's look at the progression of what we're reviewing is in regards to Jason's segment. So we have hosts of CNN saying that Trump and Rush Limbaugh, who, by the way, right now is battling with stage four cancer. God bless Oh, dude, him. you know it's COVID. Yeah. Sorry about getting COVID. Rush. We know you're um, covering it up with that cancer bullshit. I will say it is a, a patriot. You know, I don't always agree with him, but I do believe that he's a patriot. Well, but he does have a golden how, microphone. Right. But how it's just so absurd. But like Jason said, they are predictive programming what they're going to do. They're talking about a false inauguration, a coup, this and this and that. So then we scroll on down to quote unquote, healthy people are being quarantined in New York. They are randomly stopping because of a possibility of a disease with a 99.89% survival rate. Then we boil that down even further to in the state of Pennsylvania that neighbors us that Governor Wolf has decreed that you cannot buy alcohol because of COVID-19. I can't, that just, I, I can't understand it. But now, boiling it down even further, you cannot go and buy groceries in New Mexico because of COVID-19. Oh, you can buy them. You can buy them. I'm sure Walmart hasn't closed. So a couple things here. First of all, we know that more people congregate at these big box stores than local. But let's say this, when you start closing stores down, that means there's less places to go but people still need to go. So are we not increasing? Is it not a bigger risk factor to close businesses down with essential businesses that people need to go to so that they more people go to one location? I mean, think about that. Men of genius. They talk about spreading out. But what they're doing is just the opposite by these close downs. It's not spreading no, out. No, that's, that's a, hurting everyone to... It's funneling. Right. Yes. Let's call it for what it is. From day one, this man-made virus is all about control. It's all about... Money killing and power. Off. It's, it's about population control. We're killing off our elderly. We're killing off our sick people because those are the ones who are... That legitimately to Legitimately have to fear for their lives. It's like they read the Buffalo Theory. I, you guys ever again, heard that? And that's what they're doing. I, I get it. And I'm not trying to be insensitive. I know there are legitimate people who will legitimately die from COVID-19. And I mean, this is not meant to be disrespectful towards them at all. But there's a larger point, And this is what we're talking about. You know, I, I get in these conversations, especially with people I do care about. And I know that I am not insensitive. And I'm glad that you brought that up, John. If somebody is legitimately ailing from this, and if somebody is legitimately having a battle with their life because of this, my heart goes out to them. And as it would. Prayers. Our prayers. Yes. Everything. As it would somebody battling with the flu or pneumonia or, or influenza or whatever. However, the difference is we have to come to a point where we can open our eyes and acknowledge the fact that we are being tricked. Not only are we being divided against one another, but we're also, by and large, unless you do studying on your own and you look at multiple sources and start to do some math, none of this adds up. And if you can get away from the narrative, if you can, I'm sorry, not virtue signal that you're better than people because, oh, you wear a mask. Oh, I don't go out or I don't do the, and, and that's your prerogative. But when you start virtue signaling about it, that you're holier than thou, that's where we're getting into these larger problems and we lose 
our freedom. So when I make a statement like, give me liberty or give me death, that means not just against the tyrannical government, that means against this man-made, created... Don't allow this virus to be weaponized any more than it already has. Hey, John, that's weird. That glass looks half full to me. Wow. Now that you mention it, it is half full. Ooh, that was excellent. That was my preaching moment here. That was excellent. When a tragedy happens, we had a tragedy in our own family. When tragedies happen, what are we taught to do? What do we learn from this? How do we make the best of this? How do we let this situation be maybe be a light or an inspiration to somebody else? What do we do with this? Well, what we don't do with it is allow the enemy to continue to dictate the terms of, of our life because of it. You can't help when bad things happen. And people will legitimately have death and will have suffered. They'll job loss. What we can't allow this to happen is to become weaponized any further than it already has. We can't take back the damage that was done. And there is legitimate damage from, even from COVID, there's legitimate damage. We know people personally who have loved ones who have passed from this, but we cannot allow the enemy to take this and further weaponize it to destroy the rest of our homes, our, our futures, our families, our fortune, our God-given rights, things that God has bestowed upon us, the graces that God has bestowed upon us. Don't let them be manipulated by this weapon. And that's what's happening. It's, it's pure manipulation. It's brainwashing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is. I mean, anytime you put something in front of people's faces as much as they're putting these numbers, which I don't believe the numbers anyway, but even if they are true, and if we put the numbers of cancer in front of you like that, you would be angry as hell that we are putting the same effort into curing cancer as we are in curing this. Because let me tell you something, over 700,000 people a year in the United States alone, every year, okay? Not just an outbreak, every year, over 700,000 people die from cancer in the United States alone. There's a problem for you folks every year. Well, I would argue even a bigger problem is 1,700 people a day are killed through abortion. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Now you're dancing on some dangerous. Well, I mean, yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking about killing people. If we're people. getting real, folks, let's get no, real. No, no, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, how about, how about uh, mental illness and suicide? Yep. I would think a fair and balanced case that would be presented to us would be, here are some new cases. Here are some deaths. This is how many people have killed themselves because of this. This is how many businesses have been lost because of this. Compared to other illnesses. Right. This is where I want to see it compared to other illnesses, not just to well, it. And this is where we're going to start to redirect Shift. this here. This is where we need to begin to use our language in a proper way. COVID isn't closing down grocery stores. No. COVID isn't closing down or removing people's ability to purchase alcohol. COVID isn't quarantining healthy people in different states. The legislation of that state is, the leadership of that place is. This disease, this virus, whatever you want to call it, it is not doing that. We have to begin to change our words, we have to begin to change our understanding and saying no. You know, for example, Wolf in Pennsylvania, Governor Wolf is saying well, you cannot purchase alcohol. You no, know, like Governor DeWine is saying you can't do this, you can't do that. We need to understand that this disease isn't making people lose their businesses. This disease isn't prompting more and more suicide. This disease isn't causing more domestic abuse, more sexual abuse, more alcoholism, more drug abuse. It is the leadership in the legislation of the states that you live in that is doing it. You know what else this disease isn't doing? This disease is not curing heart disease and cancer or the flu. But yet, the cases are down, my friends. The death rate is down.
I don't know. Figure it out. Versus two plus two equals 19. Yeah. I mean, what do they use a common core? Well, I, oddly enough, we have an Orwell quote coming up here. But let me share a couple of verses for you. Uh, Revelation 13.10. This is from the NIV version. It says, if anyone is going into captivity, into captivity they will go. If anyone will be killed by the sword, with the sword they will be killed. This calls for patient endurance and the faithful part of God's people. Revelation 14.12, NIV. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God who keep his commandments and remain faithful to Jesus. 2 Chronicles 16, 9. It says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Hebrews 12, 1-2, New King James. Therefore we also, since are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us with endurance run the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who by the joy sent before him, who endured the cross, despising the shame, he was set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Orwell quote is, in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Yeah. Another quote by a, a gentleman named Jack Posobiec, it says, and this, take this to heart, uh, patriots, take this to heart, saints. If the situation was hopeless, the propaganda would be unnecessary. Mike, drop. You, you could have furthered that Orwell quote because the, the rest of that's pretty deep. Oh, go for it. It says, in a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. The most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. Well, that hasn't happened. No. So what I want to say with this is that if you're hearing this, if you're listening to our voice, if you're understanding and starting to see or you have been seeing all along what's going on, I want to encourage you to stiffen your spine, to strengthen your resolve, to dig down deep and grab that grip because, my friends, we are in the eye of the storm. And what I'm believing right now is we have a calm, sort of, uh, I think as calm as it's going to get for a minute. And you need to take this time right now to do a couple things. I want to encourage, get close to God. You know, this is something, honestly, personally, I'm just struggling with myself right now. Get in the Bible. Listen, know the Constitution. Read the Constitution. I'm telling you, it's going to be so important that you know what your rights are, because if you know what your rights are, you would not allow them to violate those. In addition to that, make preparations. I'm fearful for the supply chain breaking down. I am fearful that... No more Sherman Ultra Red to be found. Well, Ultra Strong, I should say. If I have anything to say about yeah. it. But um, nonetheless, I'm trying to give you some nuggets. Make sure that you have a strong community around you that you can trust. Literally, I have the best people in the world around me, and I, I wouldn't trade any of them, and I, I'd give my life for any of them. And have those people around you that you're going to be able to trust, that you're going to want in a foxhole. And I can't stress enough, don't give up, don't lose heart. The fight is not over yet. I, and it's scary when I say these things, when I make predictions, because somehow they seem to come true. What I'm fearful of is that things are going to become increasingly difficult. I think 2020, honestly, was just an hors d'oeuvre. I'm really thinking 2021 is going to be the main dish, and I, I, it concerns me. So I don't want to be a prophet of doom. I don't want to be that guy, but I, I just, I really believe we need to look at the gravity of the situation and we just need to say, okay, honestly, look in that deep, dark, truthful mirror. This is where I'm at. This is where we are at. This is a reality because if you keep ignoring it, you keep trying to kick that can down the road, it's just going to end up biting you in the tuchus in the end. To, to take from history, if we're going biblical on this...
when the shepherd boy David, before he was a king, went out to face Goliath, he was facing a legitimate and real giant. He knew he had the victory. He gave God credit for that victory before it happened, which is another important thing to remember. Praise God, give God credit for the victory that is to come. But he didn't just stop at saying, I know I have the victory and say, you know, all right, we're good. He still had to go out there and slay the giant. Well, he had to kill the bear. He killed yeah, the lion. Yeah. He ki- you know. There were stages. Yeah. yeah and- it, it, was, it was a building of his faith. Right. But the, the point is, the giant's real. What we're facing is a real legitimate giant. We can't just say, I acknowledge that you're there and hopefully somebody else will take care of you. He said, I'm embarrassed. He was embarrassed of his fellow countrymen. He was a child. He was a boy in comparison to his older brothers and all these people. He said, you know what? Basically, forget you. If you're not willing to go out there and do this, I'm going to go out there and take care of it. And then he went out there and he slayed the giant. But he had to commit himself to action. Faith without works is yeah, dead. Yeah. And honestly, like when you're talking about David as being a shepherd, he stepped up and he slayed that bear. He slayed that lion. He slayed those and the wolves or whatever. And uh, honestly, Honestly, I'm sorry. I don't see a lot of leaders in the church doing that. Being willing to be that. Yeah. I, I see a lot of leaders in the church laying down with those wolves and laying down with those bears. You know, I, I, metaphorically, of course. But I'm sorry. We have to call a spade a spade. We have to just be honest where we're at. And I want to say one last thing. And you know, like I said, I was watching Pearl Harbor this week, and you know, take from you, that what you, you will. One. Yeah, I was. But there's some things you can take from it. There I, are. You know, actually, you get past the pointless love. Triangle. Just give me to a yeah. plane, man. Give me to a plane, man. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, there. There is one scene when Ben Affleck's character, Rafe, uh, he gets drafted in to yeah. fight the Nazis in the European theater. And the second he gets there, he sees all these uh, airplanes are like falling to pieces and, you know, they're just tattered and torn. And he's like, hey, get me up there. And, and the British air commander says, are all the Yanks as anxious as you are to get killed, Lieutenant? And Ben Affleck, in all his serious fervor, says, not anxious to die, sir, anxious to matter. And that's something that when he said that, it just really resonated with me. And I want to believe if you're listening to this still that you are one of those kind of people. You, you're anxious to make a difference. You're anxious to preserve freedom. You're anxious to preserve the heritage that has been long, hard, and long fought for this country, for this nation. And my encouragement to you is this is a, a long road ahead of us. This is a long race. This is something that is going to call for endurance and don't give up hope. And it's weird for me to say this as I'm saying it. Don't give up hope. Don't, yeah. don't lose heart because you literally I believe our lives are in the balance. I'm not overstating anything. I really believe that. Remember the heritage that we have, too. As good Christian men of faith, it's important to remember the heritage. It's important to remember that we win in the end. Sometimes that you just need that fuel, continue to guide you towards ultimate victory. And just remember, I don't care what you're dealing with. Remember, as Jason had stated before, in the end, we win. I think it was two podcasts ago when you were talking about your realization of that, where you said, you know what? I I get it. I win. If you need something to sustain you during the fight and you're going to have to fight remember we have a heritage we have a promise we have a hope that endures we win in the end you still got to fight well if you don't fight you don't win. if you don't fight you don't if you don't fight you don't get to partake in the spoils of victory well right. they're hoping we don't fight and a lot of our countrymen aren't i'm thinking about our senator rob portman, or rob portman yeah the, the judas amongst us but do either of you have any closing jason john more god more fight all right well listen stay encouraged please make sure you share we are currently everywhere that you can listen to podcasts apple 
Spotify. We are on YouTube. Make sure you hit the bell when you subscribe. Flawedcast, CLE, Flawedcast, Flawed Inc. We are currently on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parler, Gab. Uh, We just want to continue to ask people to share. Please continue to share this. And we are so thankful. And our website's flawedinc.com. Just updated everything this week. Everything's good to go. Email us at info at flawedinc.com. Or what you can do is just send us a message on our social media platforms like a lot of other people do. But that being said, I want to thank everyone for listening and be good. Thank you.